In recent years, there has been a fervor for fitness. People will adopt a special diet, ride a bicycle, swim in order to be physically fit. However, many don't seem to be that concerned about their spiritual fitness to receive the gift of a higher life. And yet this was a major emphasis of the teachings of Christ. Are you fit? Stay tuned. We'll look at it. Welcome to Steps to Life with Dr. John Grossbaum. Sabbath rest is a promise between God and His children. Bible prophecy tells us that we are living in the last days of this earth's history before Jesus' second coming. Today's program will help you prepare for these coming events. Stay tuned. Thanks for joining us. Before we look at spiritual fitness, let's pray that the Lord will help us to understand what we will read in His holy book. Father in heaven, we thank you for the Bible. We thank you for Bible prophecy that explains the future and how to get ready for it. And we thank you for Bible history that explains to us and shows us how to live. And we pray that you will give us wisdom as we seek to understand your word now. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. Welcome to today's program. We want to send you a free book entitled Hogs and Other Hazards. Call 1-800-THE-TRUTH. That's 1-800-843-8788. And ask for offer PRV4. Many people live their lives from day to day with no thought for tomorrow. Many believe they do not have to give an answer for the health choices they make. Did God have a reason for forbidding the use of certain animals for food? Are you digging your own grave with a fork? Call 1-800-THE-TRUTH and ask for offer PRV4. And now, Pastor John Grosball. In Proverbs, the fourth chapter and the seventh verse, we read the following instruction. It says, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Now, what kind of wisdom is the wise man talking about? As you go through the book, he's talking about a kind of wisdom that will give its possessor life. What is that wisdom that will get for its possessor life, eternal life? Well, Jesus talked about it when he was here, when he prayed to his father. In John, the 17th chapter, this is what he said. John 17 and verse 3, it says, And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. <clears throat> you see, in order to bring man back into harmony with God, and to so elevate and ennoble his moral nature, that he could again reflect the glory of the Creator. That was the great purpose of all education and discipline of life. And to do this was so important that the Savior left the courts of heaven where he was the king, the majesty of heaven, and he came to this world 
in person that he might teach men how to obtain a fitness for the higher life. For thirty years he dwelt as a man among men. He passed through the experiences of human life as a child, a youth, and a man. He endured the greatest trials that he might present a living illustration of the truths that he taught. For three years, as a teacher sent from God, he instructed the children of men. Then, after his resurrection, leaving the work to chosen co-laborers, he ascended to heaven. But his interest in this work, this work of restoration, of salvation, has not abated. From the courts above, even today, he is watching with the deepest solicitude the progress of the cause for which he gave his life. My dear friend, Jesus came to show you what kind of a person you must be to receive the gift of eternal life. Because it is not enough simply to have a title to heaven because Jesus died on the cross to save you from the guilt of your sins. You must also have a fitness to go to heaven. That's why it says in the book of Hebrews, the 12th chapter and the 14th verse, Hebrews 12, 14, he says, Pursue peace with all men and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. Notice, without holiness, no one will see the Lord. The Apostle Peter is just as clear and plain. In 1 Peter 1, 15 and 16, he says, But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. And concerning those that live in the last days, notice what the Apostle Peter said in 2 Peter 3. He said, Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace without spot and blameless. The Apostle Paul talks about the same thing in the first chapter of Philippians, in the fifth chapter of Ephesians, in the first chapter of Colossians. So, the Bible talks about this. The New Testament writers talk about it over and over again. It is not enough to say, well, I'm professing faith in Jesus as my Savior from sin. You must receive His Holy Spirit into your life. Jesus said to Nicodemus that unless you're born of the Spirit, there's no chance that you can enter the kingdom of heaven. And it is through the work of the Holy Spirit that the heart is made pure. This is the kind of wisdom that the Apostle Paul is talking about that Peter talked about, and also the wisdom that we find talked about in the Old Testament by Solomon. The character of Christ is the one perfect pattern that we are all to copy. What are we to do? We are to repent, to have faith, to surrender our will, and to give our affections to the one that gave everything 
to save us. That's the means for the accomplishment of this work. To obtain a knowledge of this divinely ordained plan, sometimes called the new covenant, sometimes called the plan of salvation. To obtain a knowledge of this divinely ordained plan should be our first study. And to comply with its requirements should be our first effort. Do you understand what is necessary for a person to be saved? What is it necessary to receive eternal life? The Jews used to argue about this. And so they came to Jesus. Here's what a lawyer came to Jesus, tempting him. And he said to Jesus, this is what he said in Luke 10, it says, A certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered rightly. This do, and you will live. Solomon said that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Proverbs 9 10. And remember the text that we read at the first. Wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is the principal thing, so see to it. Whatever else you get, see to it that you get that. Get wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, as you can read in Proverbs 8.13. Do you have wisdom? Do you have the fear of the Lord? Do you hate evil? Do you love righteousness? Do you love God with all your heart, soul, and mind? Have you decided not to enter the path of the wicked? That's what Solomon advised his young son here in Proverbs 4. He said, do not enter the path of the wicked and do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn away from it and pass on. If you start in the way of evil, a defeat today will prepare you for a still greater defeat tomorrow. But if you don't go in the way of evil, if you overcome temptation, victory today will prepare the way and ensure victory tomorrow. Therefore, we need to be careful that the habits we are developing are correct and virtuous. Character is the harvest of life. Character determines a person's fitness for heaven. Now, character is not the result of accident. It is formed day by day, either for good or for evil. And great importance attaches to this character building because we are builders not just for time, but for eternity. In Proverbs 4, if you choose to seek wisdom, if you choose not to go in the path of evil, Solomon says, then your way is going to get better and better. Some people don't know that. As you walk the Christian pathway, it doesn't get worse and worse. It gets better and better. How does that happen? Stay tuned. We'll see. Sometimes studying the Bible on your own without any help or a guideline to follow can be a little difficult. 
And after confusion and frustration set in, we all too often turn to other things. If this sounds like you, you're not alone. The Steps to Life Bible Correspondence School is just the answer. Call 1-800-THE-TRUTH and ask for your free Bible Correspondence Starter Pack. I really enjoy being able to study at home. I'm a new Christian and I definitely knew I needed some guidance. Simply review each lesson and answer the questions. These studies were great. It just seemed like the Bible opened up for me. Then send the completed lesson back to us in the envelope provided. These studies were very professional. They didn't take a lot of time, and I really appreciated that. A Bible teacher will then look over each lesson and send them back to you with the next set of studies. It's that simple and totally free. Call Steps to Life Television at 1-800-THE-TRUTH. I'm so glad I called. Welcome back. In Proverbs 4.18, Solomon tells how the Christian life gets better and better. Notice what he says. Proverbs 4.18. He says, But the path of the just is like the shining sun, or like the shining light, that shines ever brighter onto the perfect day. He goes on to say that the way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. The path of the just is like a shining sun, like a shining light that gets brighter and brighter until the perfect day. Now, the perfect day is the second coming of Christ. That's when Jesus comes back to this world to take his own. From all ages and from all lands, they will be taken back to the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of glory. And the path of the just, as people are walking toward the perfect day, he says, Solomon says, their path is going to get brighter and brighter until the perfect day. Now Jesus talked about this. Notice what Jesus said about those that would follow him. In John the 8th chapter, John the 8th chapter, and verse 12 says, Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Jesus promised that if a person followed him, he would not walk in darkness because he was the light of the world. Every step of faith and obedience would bring a person into closer connection with the light of the world. And in him, as you can read in 1 John 1, 5, there is no darkness at all. There is only one true religion. There is only one way to heaven. There is only one light to illuminate the way as a person seeks to walk toward the heavenly city. As we follow on to know the Lord, we shall acknowledge at every step that Christ is the light of the world and that He is the way and the truth and the life. Notice what Jesus said about it in John, the 14th chapter. This is when He had told His disciples that He was going to go away. And He said, Where I go you know and the way you know. He was going back to heaven. He says, I, you, I, you know where I'm going, and you know the way. And they doubted. It says, Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going, 
And how can we know the way? Notice what Jesus answered. John 14, 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Notice what Jesus claims here. There is no such thing as a person going to the Father except, he says, through me. That's what Jesus said. That's in John 14, 6. Do you think he told the truth or do you think he was a liar? What do you think? If this is the truth, then there's no other way to be saved. There's no other way of salvation except through Christ. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There are many people today that want to be saved, but they do not want to accept Jesus. They do not want Him to be the Lord of their life. They do not want to obey Him. They don't want Him to reign over them. But there's no other way to be saved. Notice what the Apostle Peter said about it in Acts, the fourth chapter and the twelfth verse. Peter said, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. There is only one true religion. There is only one way to heaven. There is only one light. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Oh, friend, people will not be condemned in the day of judgment because they did not heed the light and knowledge that they never had or that they could not obtain. That's not what will condemn people in the day of judgment. What will condemn people in the day of judgment is when they had the light and they refused to obey it. Jesus talked about that very thing to the Jews when he was here. Notice what he said to them. This was just a few days before the crucifixion. In John the 12th chapter, Jesus said, verse 35, A little while longer the light is with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. Notice what he's saying. The wise man said, The path of the just is like a shining sun, like a shining light that shines more and more until the perfect day. It becomes brighter and brighter until the perfect day. You get more light and more light as you walk in the light. As you walk in the light, then the Lord gives you more light. What if you don't walk in the light you know? Well, Jesus said, watch out. You see, if a person does not walk in the light, what he's really doing is rejecting the light, and pretty soon he won't understand it. Notice what Jesus said in the next verse. He says, while you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become sons of light. The path of the just is like a shining light, a shining sun that becomes brighter and brighter. It shines more and more onto the perfect day. But the light becomes darkness to those who will not walk in it. You will never be forced to walk in the footsteps of Jesus Christ. 
If you choose to follow him, it will have to be your deliberate choice. If we look at the life and character of Jesus Christ, we develop a strong desire to follow him, to become like him in character, to know him. And his, goings for, his going forth is prepared, the Bible says, like the morning. You can read that in Hosea 6, 3. The morning, if you've ever walked just before morning, you will notice the day begins gradually. And gradually it becomes light. And then the sun comes up and it becomes much more light until in midday we have an exceeding great light on a cloudless day so that we are in the full sunlight. This is an illustration of the path of the just. It, it's like a light that becomes brighter and brighter until the perfect day. In John 12:46, Jesus again referred to himself as the light of the world. Notice what he said here, John 12:46. He said, I have come as a light into the world, that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. If you believe in him, you will not walk in darkness. Unfortunately, we're living in a time when darkness covers the earth and gross darkness of people. I'm not talking about technological darkness. I'm talking about spiritual darkness. Darkness covers the world today. What is the problem? The problem is people do not understand anymore the character of Jesus Christ. There is a misapprehension of God, what He is like. But while this happens, if you choose to follow Jesus, the Bible says that the light of God will arise upon you and His glory will be seen upon you. This light that it's talking about has to do with transformation in character. Is your character being transformed? Or are you still walking in the dark? The Apostle John is very plain spoken on this subject so that nobody will misunderstand. He talks about it in very simple, plain language. Notice what he says about it in 1 John, the, first of all, 1 John, the first chapter. He says, This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. But then he says in verse 7, If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ his Son cleanses us from all sin. So, he says, if we walk in the light. Are you walking in the light? Now there's danger that some people might think they're walking in the light and be deceived and not know what they're talking about. And so he goes on to explain this in very plain, simple language so that even a child will not misunderstand. Notice what he says in chapter 2. He says, Brethren, I write no new commandment to you, but an old commandment, which you have had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you heard from the beginning. 
again, a new commandment I write to you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away, and the true light is already shining. He who says he is in the light and hates his brother is in darkness until now. Notice, the one who says he's in the light, but he hates his brother, is not in the light at all. He's deceived. He's in the dark. Then he says in verse 10, He who loves his brother abides in the light, and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But he who hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. How is it with you, friend? Are you walking in the light? Is the light getting stronger and stronger? Is the light getting brighter and brighter? Is your character being transformed so that you love God with all of your heart, soul, and mind, and you love your neighbor as yourself? Jesus said that was the requirement for salvation. And you cannot say, well, I love God if you don't love your brother. Notice what the Apostle John says about this. In 1 John, the fourth chapter, and verse 20 and 21. He says, If someone says, I love God, and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. There you have it. If you love God, you will love your brother also. And if you are walking in the light, if you are walking in the light, you will have love for God and you will have love for your brother. And as you walk in the light, as you go toward the perfect day, your path is going to get brighter and brighter. What, what does that mean? That means... You will have more love for God. You will have more perfect love for God and more perfect love for your brother. But John talks about people that deceive themselves, thinking that they love their brother, but not really. He says in 1 John 3, he says, Whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. It's not enough just to make a profession. Love will be manifested in actions. The path of the just, the wise man says, is like a shining light, and it shines more and more under the perfect day. The people that are walking up that path will have more and more light. But if you're not walking that path, the light will become darkness. Your eyes will be blinded. You will not understand spiritual reality. And you won't know, the Bible says, at what you're stumbling. Friend, the only solution is whatever light you have to start to walk in the light. 
Jesus said, while you have the light, walk in the light so that you might be sons of the light, so that the light won't become darkness for you. Whether you walk in the light determines your eternal destiny. Thank you for tuning in to today's program. Our free offer is entitled, Hogs and Other Hazards. Call 1-800-THE-TRUTH. That's 1-800-843-8788 and ask for offer PRV4. Many people live their lives from day to day with no thought for tomorrow. Many believe that they do not have to give an answer for the health choices they make. But is that really true? Call now to get your free book entitled Hogs and Other Hazards. Call 1-800-THE-TRUTH. That's 1-800-843-8788 and ask for offer PRV4. Are you digging your own grave with a fork? Call now to get your free book entitled Hogs and Other Hazards. We hope that this sermon has been a blessing to you. We would love to hear from you. Our mailing address is Steps to Life, P.O. Box 782-828, Wichita, Kansas 67278. You may call us at 1-800-THE-TRUTH. That's 1-800-843-8788. Our email address is historic at stepstolife.org. And our web address is www.stepstolife.org. May God be with you as you seek to walk the narrow way.